0: But I'm going to tell you this, we ain't done yet. Howdy, and welcome back to the Ineligibles Podcast. I am Will Stone. He is Chase Caldwell. I'm Chase Caldwell. We have (laughs) uh, new mics. We've got new, uh, new webcams. Uh, aka our phones um new video new overlay um this podcast is just thriving in in its second year
1: yeah we've got a a lot of updates in store for you um this month and I, i think this would be probably the premiere of those updates is uh we now will be going live um on facebook youtube maybe instagram i don't know can you go instagram live um, we're still trying to figure so. out, <laughs> figure that out, um, <laughs> but we will we will be in your living room on the on the television tube um, yep. anytime you you would like to watch us instead of just listening. So, uh, been in yep. the works for quite some time. We we finally somewhat have it figured out. We'll we'll get there as we go. Hopefully, it'll improve as time goes on. Um, but yeah. Welcome to the Ineligible Podcast.
0: I just want everyone to appreciate if you're watching this video uh, in whatever uh, whatever platform you're using. Um, this overlay is sick. <laughs> I mean, just absolutely baller overlay. Uh, for those of you that can't see it, that you're just listening on Apple Podcasts, we appreciate you just as much. But this this video overlay is just... It's outstanding. We, we're using a, a new, uh, a new streaming platform, um, and Chase took to Photoshop and built out um, like boxes around our videos, like like where the videos would show up. And it's got our names on it. It's got our logo everywhere, uh, social handle, uh, Pigskin Podcast Network logo, DraftKings logo with the promo code. It's got the title at the top. It's got our logo in the middle. It's just, it's just. It's freaking- just- it's, it's just
1: cool. <laughs> everything you would want in in a sports podcast. Got a little yeah. banner scrolling across the bottom telling you to follow us banner. on Facebook. I mean, yeah. it's it's very official. Um, I I have to say, it's by far like the favorite thing I've ever made on Photoshop. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to say that. Um, I I uh, I'm very much in love with it. I've been like just. You know we made it what a month ago, and um I've just been chomping at the bits to actually use it um, right so it, it it is cool um makes you feel like you're on e s p n or something um yeah and she's got e s p n or something um, <laughs> but but the uh i i think what's what's exciting is you know we'll be able to do clips we'll be able to do things like that um oh yeah. And, and definitely if you are a listener I know most people will probably still continue to listen instead of watch um, definitely go over and check us out on on Facebook or or on YouTube and just see what we're talking about um, yeah and maybe see what we look like if you've never seen what we look like so um, yeah. but those of you yeah. who are watching and, right now thank you for joining
0: <laughs> and, and and stop by on the live feed um, this may be a a regular thing we, we've been, just been kind of uh been workshopping some things <laughs> and, and seeing if we could get this thing to work <laughs> and uh seeing if anybody would uh would even watch it so yeah um, uh, well it also gonna...
1: it's eleven ten on a tuesday yeah. night so i yeah. i don't will have very much viewership as it is but you know for those watching thank you for joining um we will uh We'll hopefully do these at regular hours. Um, we were trying to get everything scheduled today, uh, so yeah. so it took quite a little while. Um, but you know, we're uh, we're ringing in the new era. We uh, we just crossed our one year anniversary in the pod, and um, so we're celebrating it with a a lot of new updates, video. Um, we got a new, new logo and then Will's got something in the works that he'll be announcing here, um, towards the end of the month. And, um, yeah, just, just wait on it. Just wait on it. Just, you know,
0: there's a, there's a lot of big things we've got planned. Um, and not just in terms of content and and what we're going to be talking about, but yeah, like the video, um, trying to, you know, it's, uh, this kind of goes along with, with the theme of our, our one year you know, anniversary of doing this, um, is when we started, we really didn't have any idea, uh, what the hell we were doing. <laughs> so, yeah, like, it was just like, Hey, like I Googled how to start a podcast. I know like the basics we have to have, you know, hosting and an RSS feed and, you know, a, uh, like a podcasting platform where we can see each other and talk to each other and record. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have to edit the audio somehow. We didn't know anything at all about video, about, uh, how to grow uh, a brand, <laughs> or or any <laughs> of that stuff. So like all of that, like w- with the video content, I think it just makes it it's just more easily consumed that way, yeah. and or it, it's it's more easily uh, to to gain visibility. Like it's it's easy to gain new viewers if you have video content. Like it sure. it gets it gets shared on social media. It gets you know uh, put into you know, suggestions on YouTube. Uh, and, and and things like that. So, uh, man, you know, hopefully one day it's a, a good way to interact with our with our listeners and, uh, and 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 field some live questions and things like that. So, yeah, that's um, what I hope
1: for. I, I mean, when we first started, I had delusions of grandeur when it came to video. <laughs> I thought we would just start out at the gate with video and uh, learn very quickly. It was a lot harder than what I expected. So, um, yeah. now though, hopefully you know, uh, the ease of access on, on how we've got it set up to where now it's just a matter of getting on recording and, and um, it's no different than I like right now. It feels no different than when we normally record a podcast, you know, um, right. except people can watch us while we're recording it, I guess. And, and then they'll be able to watch later, you know, so uh, it, it's cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, but thank you all for, for um, listening for the past year and, uh, we we hope that you're as excited as we are as we kick off season two of the Ineligibles podcast.
0: Hell yeah, brother! Um, yeah, and, and on top of that, like we've got um, we we thought it was time to upgrade our equipment. Um, Chase, I've got to say, uh, your audio is crisp. Like uh, yeah, everything is coming through too. sharp. <laughs> um, and like we did all this, like you know, I've got all this treatment on my walls and things like that. Uh, Cause of my last mic was a piece of crap and I was trying to make it uh, you know, as like high quality as possible. Um, I don't even need it. Like, like, like your room, yeah. like, like, and, like it's, it's uh, it's hardwood floor. Right. And like, um, yeah, it's real, it's real open and like, there's no carpet in there. Yeah. Um, But no, it's, it sounds, it sounds great. So I've got uh, um, over,
1: the, over there, I'm not going to go get it, but over there I have, I've have just a eight by eight foot by four foot sheet of plywood that I just put the soundproofing equipment on. And when we would record, I would just hold it next to me and this room gets hot after a while when the doors shut and yeah. man, it would get even hotter whenever there was no air whatsoever. I got this big old piece of plywood hanging over me. Um, so it's good to not have to do that anymore. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was using a $30 mic from Amazon for a year, <laughs> hoping that it would sound good. And it, it, I was pleasantly surprised with how it turned out, but, um, I think these mics have been way better.
0: Yeah. Hey, so, um, uh, Chase is, is, uh, in the, in the hosting chair today. He's got the, the stream yard set up. Um, yeah. are, are you able to see like, who's, who's viewing our, our live stream right now? <laughs> uh,
1: I can just see, I can just see the live viewers and, and to be perfectly honest with you, if y'all are commenting or, Oh wait, no, you know what? um, Lindsay, uh, Bobo, sorry if I m- mispronounced your name. She said, "Hey, Will, loving the setup."
0: Hey, um, Lindsay, welcome in. Yeah, we appreciate uh, we appreciate your your viewership. Sorry, sorry for
1: the delay there, Lindsay. I uh, just learned how to find <laughs> comments. <laughs> so, <laughs> now we know. Will, can you see the comments panel over on the side?
0: Uh, I can see the comments, and I can see that uh, we have six eyeballs. All right, or six six viewers, but I, I can't heart. see who they. And one hard, but I can't I, see who I they are. It. So, hey, if you're if you're watching this right now, just drop a comment so we know who you are and we know who's watching. This.
1: <laughs> we'll figure out how to know who that is later on. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, well, let's get into the content. Uh, I know that's that's why they're here. It's been ten minutes yeah. of us just jabber john
0: <laughs> Hey, I, I did have one thing in 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 the in the year that we've been doing this. What was something? like expected like an unexpected um not like burden but just like a like an obstacle that that we've hit that you may not have expected
1: Who that's a good one you could have prepared me for that will um
0: Sorry I have I've got mine if, if, if
1: That's okay yeah you go I'm ahead go well let me think cuz I got a couple I
0: think So I've got two and one I'm trying to focus on uh during this episode <laughs> but my first one is uh the schedule like mm-hmm. uh like like as, as grown adults and, and married men, and you know, we're, we're also well connected in our communities, um, time it, it's hard to find time to do this yeah, stuff sometimes. And like life happens and uh, you know things get in the way. and um, we, you know, one of our our goals for this summer is to really focus in and for the season, when it gets here is to have a really set schedule. Hey, these are the nights we record, you know, no if, no if ends or buts. like that's kind of our priority um and even then like things are going to come up and we'll have to work around that but um my second thing is uh even after a year of doing this i still say the words like um and just like <laughs> other like, uh, like like other, other filler other, words other filler words i say them a ton and i'm trying to really cut down on that in in season 2 you know uh
1: what i've learned well there you go i just i just said my filler word which is you know um, yeah. I say it all the time. It bugs me to death. What I've learned though, is, um, you notice that about yourself more than other people notice. Uh, right. I never notice your filler words. I know mine all the time. Every time I say it, I'm like, dang it, dang it. I said it yeah. again. Dang it. I said it again. Um, also <laughs> Lindsay, uh, wanted me or she didn't want me to, she was correcting me. Thank you, Lindsay. Uh, she said, don't talk about it. Be about it. Um, be about it. <laughs> so, uh, thank you, Lindsay. Hi, Cameron as well. Um, I would say the the schedules definitely a um, definitely one that that's hard because um, well it's just like anything else in life you're like oh man it's gonna I'm gonna do every Monday I'm gonna go and do this and then you get three weeks into it and now you're doing it on Thursdays um and same with working out and stuff like that I mean it, it, you get right. busy and things get to where they take priority over it and, and it's tough, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, we've always done this for fun and, and, um, we appreciate the people that still follow us whenever we do go on a hiatus for a little bit when life gets in the way. But, um, but that's what it's about. And I would say probably one of the, one of the things that really, um, an obstacle I didn't expect. Um, well, I mentioned earlier the video, I thought the video would be pretty easy. I had it set up to where, you know, I just had to load the, the, um, the audio file into the video that I had set up on YouTube. And I'm like, man, this is going to be great. I'm just going to do this every episode, but it would take my computer like three or four hours to process it. And then it would take like two hours to post it on YouTube. And, um, my computer would be just dead for the whole time. Like I couldn't use it for anything else, used up all of my memory and everything. So I got this computer that I'm now on for that reason. Like, okay, now we're going to be able to do video. Never really ported the video over. It, it became its own monster in and of itself, trying to get that figured out. And, and it eventually just fizzled. And I feel bad for like my grandparents were watching on, on YouTube. And I think we did like three or four episodes and then just quit. And I had to show them how to find it on Apple podcasts because it just wasn't going to work. And, um, But that, that would be one, but I think, I think alternatively that is, is the graphics, you know, I, I really, when we first started, I was like, Hey, I'll do all the graphics. If you'll do all the sound, you know, audio and everything, um, the graphics take forever, you know, and, and I had these delusions of grandeur that, Oh, I'm going to create several, have them ready to go in the pipeline and and all of that. And it just didn't, didn't work that way. Um, We, that is something that, that we've talked about. We want to improve on this year. Um, and, and ultimately it comes from, you know, I'll try to put out some graphics as much as I can, but we're going to really work on developing a, an easier system to where, you know, every week when we post a podcast episode or whatever, we have that that we can throw in there, you know? And, and, um, so I think, I think that's, that's one, that's an obstacle that I, I didn't see coming as well. Um, and, and then lastly, which is kind of goes in hand in hand with the scheduling is like holidays and stuff, you know, just, oh, yeah. just random times where, you know, for me, I'm, I'm not thinking I'm going out of town next week. I need to let Will know that I'm going out of town until it's like right at the end. Oh, Hey, by the way, I'm going to be out of town next week. Oh, well I'll be out of town the following week. Oh, well then I'll be out right after that. I'm been be gone for 3 days and before you know it, now we're like 3 weeks in and and we can't do any recording and so um it right. goes back to schedule but uh yeah, I, th- I think that would be those would be mine for sure.
0: Yeah. No, I'm I'm right there with you. Um but yeah, well, uh let's let's go ahead and get in, into some content here. This this is a and a episode, but um the most, you know, the most topical thing is this Aggie baseball team, yeah. And you know, Chase, um, <laughs> uh, and and I'm kind of the same way. Like, like, like football is our bread and butter. Like, that's what we care the most about. We follow it, you know, uh, uh, on a daily basis. And um, you know, basketball and baseball are, are kind of secondary. Like, like if we're mm-hmm. if we're good, you know, we're engaged. If we're not good, we're like, yeah, like you know, we, we we spend our time doing other things. But um, we, we, we were talking uh, uh, this afternoon before we we're, were getting ready to do this. And, um, uh, you know, Chase has become a uh, Aggie basketball fan, like a big Aggie basketball <laughs> fan and a big Aggie baseball fan. Uh, thanks to thanks to A&M coach, basketball coach, Buzz Williams, uh, and obviously AM baseball coach, uh, Jim Schlossnagel, um, who has got this Aggie baseball team in the College World Series in his very first season.
1: Yeah, you can see all of the the baseball and basketball memorabilia I've collected through the years. Um, never really, I mean, I, I've always enjoyed all sports, just watching them, um, but following them, whole different story. You know, yeah. I, when I was a kid, I played soccer and I had to choose between soccer and baseball. Well, I got hit like three or four times. And when we moved to kid pitch and that was the end of my baseball career, um, yeah. soccer, I was a lot better at. So, um, I would, I, I still enjoy watching baseball games, but there's what, 162 games in an MLB season. Like oh. I'm not keeping up with that. No. You know, it's easy yeah. for me to keep up with 14 games in college football season, you know, <laughs> or, uh, yeah. 12 games technically, but 14 weeks. And, um, so yeah, that's uh, baseball and basketball. That's why I never really have followed them is because they just have so many games. But yeah, I got way into basketball to where like I can't wait till basketball season comes back, you know, and and all of that. And then here I am, just counting down the days till Friday to watch watch the Aggies play baseball again. And um, man, they've they've uh, they've really. I, I'm I love watching them. They're fun. It, it's almost like watching. Um, like Johnny Manziel playing playing for AM and you're like, oh, don't worry, we'll we'll figure it out. You know, we all, we yeah. win all of our games in the sixth and seventh inning anyways, so no big deal. <laughs> Who cares that we're down by 10 or whatever it might yeah. be? And, and and that's what that's what's been fun to me about it, is is it's just like there's not like a I don't really I do I do sweat the games quite a bit, but oh, not yeah. not near to the degree that I I um once did, you know. Um yeah.
0: But. Well, and like, um, I've always followed college baseball closer than the MLB because there are less games and like, you know, especially when you get to the SEC, like every team is good. Like every, t- like every weekend's a battle to, you know, uh, try to like, like keep jockeying for position, you know, in, in your division, um, try to get your way to, you know, like you, you want to be uh, a host for a regional, you want to be, you know, a national seed to host a super, uh, should you make it that far? so um yeah it's always a battle i mean if you look at just look at the college world series this year half the teams four out of the eight are from the sec west it's it's absurd and like like vanderbilt's down uh florida was a little bit down this year south carolina's down like uh, mississippi state won the championship last year didn't make the conference tournament this year because they were so bad like it's yeah. it, it's brutal and it it just it just goes to show what what what, what Schloss has done. Like last year's Aggie baseball team was probably and no offense to the folks on that team, but it's probably the worst we've had in, 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 decades. Like it was, uh, like they were 13th or or last in the conference, uh, did not make the, uh, conference tournament game. So no postseason uh, of any kind, um, uh, led to the, uh, the, the, the firing or letting go of Rob Childress, who'd been here for forever. Uh, and then we go and get, uh, Nagel from TCU who has been, the perennial thorn in our side. Uh, they've beaten us, you know, knocked us out of the postseason five of the last 10 years. Um, mm-hmm. and all he does is go out and hire the best staff in college baseball, um, elite assistants, you know, brings in just uh an insane amount of of transfers, like like any, like anywhere he can upgrade the roster, he went out and did it. And, you know, that's that's life in college sports with the one-year transfer. Like, you don't have to sit. You can go, you know. Uh, I think Jack Moss was a freshman last year at Arizona state. Uh, now he's a sophomore for us and leads our team in batting average, you know, <laughs> like yeah. um, and, and Dylan rock, like he was from UTSA, same with Jordan Thompson, like, like half of our, or more than half of our lineup, I think is, is, is from transfers um, as well as, you know, most of our pitching. Um, but even early in the year, it seemed like, you know, this team could probably hit pretty well, couldn't pitch very well and like they're probably going to lose a lot of games you know 14-6 and, and things like that but um you know honestly that they, they really turned things around uh you know halfway through the year and I think they won their last like seven series in the SEC um they're they're 5-0 through regional and super regional play like they're just they're just on fire right now <laughs> like you yeah. know they do it they do it multiple ways like against TCU it was just You know, scoring seven runs in the ninth inning, and then last week it was, you know, squeaking out a a four-three game and a five-four game. You know, (laughs) so um, you you hope to get those bats going in Omaha, but it's 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 hard to doubt this team right now.
1: Yeah, it really is, and um, that's what's exciting to me because uh, it's more exciting than it is scary. But um, we're faced with really two primary things that that um, normally I think I, I would be concerned with i'm not as concerned but um you know in our our grouping that we have um, it's us ou the longhorns of texas university and um notre dame well that sets itself up for for two different scenarios number one um it could be between a&m and texas a game between the two of them to determine who goes to the championship—that would be a game of the century, uh, really. Which, which I'm excited for. I would love for that to happen, you know. Oh, hell um, yeah! But that's high stakes. If if we win, we got bragging rights forever. If they win, they have bragging rights forever, and and so that's that's some high stakes there. Um, the the second scenario is well, Notre Dame has the opportunity to. Prevent us from going to the championship in the third of three uh, very important uh, men's, men's sports.
0: Um, so that would not think be good. <laughs> so, I, I thought about the football, <laughs> I forgot about the basketball.
1: <laughs> but I, yeah, but I look at it more of like, finally we can get our, you know, we can get our revenge on them um, yeah. more so than I do like, oh, I'm worried that they're going to yeah. prevent us from going into it. But it's possible. I mean, all things are possible in, in sports. So,
0: yeah, we'll see. But yeah, and then right off the bat, you get Oklahoma, who is yeah. like, I think they won the Big 12 tournament. But, you know, that's an old rival. Um, they're they're playing just as good as anybody else right now. Um, you know, in in series like this. So uh, I've always been confused about how how the cultural series works until I finally sat down and looked at the schedule. But um, like each side, you know, there's two sets of four teams. There's our side and there's the other side. Yeah. Um, and it works like a regional does like it's double elimination. Um, and it's just like most college baseball rosters are not going to be deep enough to play, you know, four or five games and be, uh, successful. Mm -hmm. Um, like this, this first game is, is, is just absolutely huge. Um, and it's, it's at 1 PM on Friday. So, you know, if you're working from home, you know, make sure you got your TV on and you got your laptop in your lap on your couch and uh, you're, you're watching it that way. Cause that's definitely what I'm, I'm going to be doing. But um, you know, if, if they can get past this game and, and Oklahoma has a, a pretty good ace from what I understand. So um, it may be a pitching battle. Um, uh, and I was thinking about this earlier. I, I just realized that there's a gap between like we play Friday and then win or lose, we won't play again until Sunday. So that gives you some flexibility with your, 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 your bullpen. Like, like 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 throw everybody you have to 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 get a win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. if 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 someone struggles for just a little bit, like pull them and, and put in. You know, you got four or five pretty good arms in the bullpen. Like, I, I think you pull out all the stops to to get this first win and then go from there. And then hopefully, yeah, you know, I agree. It, it'd be it'd be pretty fun. Yeah, I, I don't know who I want more. Do I want Texas or do I want Notre Dame in that second I,
1: game? They're they're of equivalent <laughs> manner to me at this point. So <laughs> Equivalent hatred. Yeah, I. I would love either one of them. So the good news is we're going to get either one of them. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. It, it'll, it'll be good. So
0: if we win or um, we lose, I mean, if, if you lose, you're playing one of them to send them home.
1: Right. Exactly. So um, either way, it's going to be fun. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I'm pumped. Let, let's get into the uh, meat and potatoes of the, uh, the podcast episode here. We're kicking off season yeah. two with a Q and a episode. So, yeah. Um let's dive into I, it where where, I, where you want to start?
0: I did have one one quick note on the on the baseball team real quick um okay. so going in like I tried to manage my expectations and I, I hate to say that, but like this is kind of a hodgepodge team that's really come together like there's going to be more talented a&m teams in the future, but you know this team is is playing so well the only worry I had like, like, like I think this team can win a national championship. I think they're that good. And I was, I was worried about Tennessee because Tennessee was the number one seed this year. They lost, I think only seven games in the, in the, in the regular season. Uh, they're loaded with MLB prospects. Um, and I was like, and, and we're, and we're on the same side of the bracket as them or, or we were uh, and they lost Notre Dame. They didn't, they did not advance. They they lost uh, at home in a three game series to Notre Dame. And uh, now they're out and now it's, it's an open field. Like any any of these eight team can, these eight teams can win it. Um and I think I mean AM's right there. Like why not why not AM in year one with a million transfers and a brand new coach and all this stuff? Like it, it feels like it feels like an Aggies kind of year.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully it will be. <laughs>
0: yeah. But questions. Um I think we'll uh I think we'll rotate each one. Like I guess I'll pick one, you'll pick one. Uh, All right, do it that way. Does that sound good? Sounds like a plan to me. I'll let you go first. I do want to start with Pierce. Um, Pierce Hale, a uh, longtime listener, a uh, great supporter of us. We we definitely want to say thank you to, to Pierce for, for being so uh, engaged with our content. He actually asked a question. Uh, two months ago, yeah, been it's been a to,
1: long time ago,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think almost three months ago. And we've been trying to get a and episode together just so we can answer his questions. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're going to let him go first. It's a great question too. So, um, he writes, uh, with us, with, with us and us meaning Texas A&M, uh, with us having such high expectations every year due to exceptional recruiting and coaching staff, uh, we seem to have a hard time showing up on the field sometimes that, yeah, that's, that's been happening sometimes. Yep. Uh, other than the record-breaking recruiting class we just signed, what do you think we will do differently this season in terms of coaching and mindset to go from a very good team to a national championship-caliber team?
1: Mm. Um, that that is a a really good question and one one that I agree with the the preface of right. It's, yeah. We have. I mean, even even during someone's tenure, we were recruiting at a high level and yet we were continuing to go eight and five, you know, and and it's it's aggravating what what gives, you know. And so we get we get Jimbo in, we get the best recruiting classes we've ever had, back back to back to back to back. Um and not even counting this last one that we have, those recruiting classes were fantastic. Um think I think, uh, I think what, what I expect that that we would see is that the 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 nuts and bolts of his program are in place so what we see moving forward now is Jimbo's program. Um, he's no longer using recruits that he didn't personally recruit he's no longer kind of hodgepodging his team together he's got his team that he built, now let's see what, what we do with it. Um, I think there's there's been quite a bit of things that maybe they didn't have the right people in place for what they wanted to do. Um, I think this past year, they were finally at the point, on the cusp of, okay, here's now what we're going to do. You think about we went with Kellen for several years. And Kellen was a good quarterback, and, and he enacted Jimbo's offense the way, way he should – Um, but we were really saved by the defense more times than not. And I, I think, I think there was that idea of, okay, once we get Jimbo's guy in here, then that's when we can really see some things take off. And we did. And and at the beginning of the season, we were doing okay. And then, you know, we had an injury at quarterback. Now, um, I wouldn't have expected us to be as thin at quarterback this past year than we were. Um, but we've talked about that in depth through the season, Um, but now look at it. Now we have a super deep quarterback room and the questions more on receivers and and some of those. And I, I think, I think that we, we do see a, a shift in game plan and management and guys coming out onto the field, ready to play, knowing their situation, knowing their assignments and, um seeing a difference there whether or not that difference means that we're going to go to a national championship and we're going to be a national championship contending team determines how we should look at the team you know because at this point and i've said it before it's expectations it's not hope it's not hey i hope that we're good oh man this is going to be our year no it's not that it's it better be our year (laughs) there's no what else what else do you need because you've got the team put together you got the coaching staff put together now's when we wait now's when we watch and see and um i do think there's a different mindset though surrounding the team from everything that i've seen um where it is more of that that kind of we're just going to work mentality um and and that's good because what you hear from the players is that you know, the practices are harder than the games and, um, that means that they're, they're just going out and doing, doing the work every single day. And, um, and so I, I do, I, I think that we've got so many elite players at every position that we'll see that different mindset come about. And, and, um, yeah, I, I guess, uh, I don't know if I answered the question very clearly there. I hope I did. Um, I think, I think so.
0: Um, but
1: what, what's your thoughts on that? Cause I mean, that's a really in-depth question that I think we both should answer.
0: No, it It, it, it is a great question. And honestly, it's kind of the, it's kind of an in football in a nutshell, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. uh high expectations, you know, we've what's, what's kind of odd is, you know, in 2020, when we had a great year, we weren't really expecting a ton. Like we thought like, I think going into that year, like after the COVID thing, kind of like, like after that schedule came out, I was like, man, if we can get, you know, seven and three, maybe eight and two, like eight and two, we're, we're really rolling. Um, let me go nine and one and beat Florida and beat, uh, North Carolina in a bowl game. Um, offensive line was tremendous. And then, you know, you know, last year, there was an injury quarterback, obviously and that, that affected a lot of things, but, um, you know, we lost four out of five on the O-line. Um, you know, had to play some freshmen who had some growing pains. Ended up, you know, having some good games, some bad games. Um, had a transfer. You know, he was a little bit banged up. Um, he struggled some. You know, he had some good games and bad games. But um, I think you made a good point. It, it, like, the perception of A&M and this, like, you know, not getting over the hump goes back to someone. Like, it probably, mm-hmm. it probably goes back further than that. But, you know, with someone, we always had that, you know, five and oh, no, five and oh, no, six and oh, no, and then bad loss, lose three of the next four, and then you're eight and four again, or you're seven and yeah. five again. Um, you know, in the in the first ever uh college football playoff rankings, and it was number four. You know, they had the lost Alabama, you know, that's, that's the, the, the Trevor Knight team in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, they're ranked number four, like, hey, just win out, you might get in. Uh, you might have two SEC teams make the playoff. Um, well, sorry, that wasn't the first ever, but it was the first one that year. <laughs> but yeah, right. Um, so they they come out rank them fourth that that week, you know, and, and and Trevor Knight got hurt that game, but you go on the road and lose to Mississippi State in an embarrassing fashion, yeah, and then come come right around the next week and lose at home to Ole Miss, who stunk like that. Not to get on a, a someone tangent, but that that right there was like. I was like, okay, this is probably not the guy that's gonna lead us to the the promised land. Um right. but, but with Jimbo, like it was a combination of things last year. Like, yes, it was the quarterback, you know, it was the O line, it was giving up big plays at very inopportune times. Um looking at the LSU game, looking at the Arkansas game, um, unlucky turnovers, like, you know, uh and, and Zach Zach catches a lot of heat, but like, you know, receivers dropped a lot of balls and like mm-hmm. Like there was a, a beautiful deep ball in the Ole Miss game to, I think that would have given us the lead had, had we caught it, and it just bounces off Demas' hands like it's right in his hands like he's, you know, he's free and clear to to grab it and score and just couldn't make the play. So, yeah. um, so what do we see different this year? I mean, uh, you know, I think we'll get into it at a later date, but you know, I think the O line is is extremely promising. Um, I've got. I've got pretty high, pretty high hopes for that group. Um, the quarterback floor is double what it was last year. Like, and not just because uh, that Casado was that bad of a player, but you know he was all we had. He was playing hurt by the end of the year; had a bum shoulder and a bum knee. Uh, we didn't block for him, and the in the, in the receivers didn't catch his passes. So, yeah. Um, all that said, I think a lot of those things are going to be different. I don't know how much improved they're going to be, but. Um, that gives me hope from, you know, maybe this isn't a, a championship caliber team yet, but I think it will be in, in very short order.
1: Uh, I, 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 agree with you there. And I, I think that this question segues to the next question that we have here. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and read it so that we can kind of continue that, that trajectory. Uh, but how would you respond to naysayers who say that we look good on paper, but haven't proven much on the field, uh, at least enough to be you know, a, a, uh, top
0: 10 team. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's real similar. It's real similar to the last question. Um, you know, you know, we did go, you know, we did go eight and four last year with, with several, you know, close games, uh, uh, in those losses. Um, we also lost, you know, four stars on the defensive line, we lost our, uh, leading tackler, you know, we lost, um, Lost Leon, We lost Leon O'Neal, the the mm-hmm. the heart of the defense. Um, you know, we lost uh, Jalen Widermeyer, um, Kenyon Green, Isaiah Spiller. Um, you know, it's 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 not unreasonable for people to think that we may not be top ten. But you know, w- when it comes to rankings, like is 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 XYZ a top ten team? Um, to 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 prove to me that they're not, like, you got to tell me who's going in front of them. You know, like. Like we did our top 15, you know, a few months back and, you know, who are you going to put there? <laughs> I mean, yeah, if-
1: well, Hey, Hey, actually, I'm going to pause your thought right there. Cause I'm going to read. I'm and I, in fact, let's see if it can. Yeah, there we go. We have a live question here from, from Christopher, <laughs> Dan Roland. Why is AM worse than Baylor? Oh, and why Chris. will Baylor have more than A <laughs> more wins than AM this year? And that just goes back uh, to our, our preseason top fifteen. I think I have Baylor at three or four. Um Baylor's a a, a stupid good football team. I think that that they're gonna really contend for, for the big twelve. And um I, I'm very impressed with Baylor, uh, like like Baylor from the sideline. But but to answer your question, why why were they gonna have more wins? Um, well they're in the Big Twelve. So, um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Thanks. Thanks, Chris, for tuning in. I appreciate it. Hey, um, hey, hey,
0: Chris, Chris is a super nice guy and it's hilarious that like, uh, that he talks football smack Cause like in person, <laughs> he's like the nicest guy, <laughs> but, uh, like th- those, th- those, those Jeffs like that are, are so funny.
1: But. Chris, we absolutely can, can, uh, agree that Tu is overrated. I will give you that all day long. Um, oh, no, yeah. but for real, y'all have a fantastic coach. Baylor has this way of just hiring coach after coach after coach is just outstanding and and i'm glad to see that they held on to one this year because that's what ends up happening they start winning and then somebody hires them off and um i i think y'all have got the right coach in the right position and and i think you're you're uh, coming from an aggie i i think baylor uh has some really good upside in the next short term short term and long term um if if I were to look at a, a team in the Big Twelve, I'm like, man, I, I've got faith in that team. It's Baylor. Um, there's yeah. no doubt about that. Hey, um,
0: hey, hey, hey uh, Chris. Um, he, he said it was his first episode, so uh, thank you for stopping by. But absolutely, also, thank you. Uh, after you're done watching this episode, um, go check out our top fifteen from a, a few months back. It should be pretty high on our on our feet still. Um, I think both of us had Baylor in the top ten. I think you had him fourth. I think I had him I
1: had him third or, or fourth, yeah. Um, yeah and, so. and that goes back to what you were just saying, which is uh which is that that they um they are they're like when you get to that like fourth and fifth spot, who do you put there? I mean, really yeah. if you look at at all of, of college football, I mean it's it's hard this year. There there's really not just a a tried and true team that you can say they're going to be the best, um, which is why I think you see a lot of people throwing AM up there. I don't remember where I had AM, but I think I had them like 15. I, it seemed like I didn't even have them in the top 10. Um, and strictly because, hey, I got to see it. You know, I, I have to yeah. see it on the field. We hadn't seen it yet. I know because I'm so close to the program that I know like, what we have going the recruiting classes that we have stacked and going back to it, you know, what we look like on paper. I know what we look like on paper and paper would tell you, Hey, we're, we're a top 10 team, but we got to see that. And and we haven't yet where I think uh, uh, to, to say like, what, what am I hopeful for? And what would I say in response to those people? Well, I would say that, a lot of our holes that we've had over the last year or two, we've filled. You know, our big hole last year was quarterback, and and we got a, a stacked quarterback room now. Um, the question again is going to be: receivers can receivers yeah. pull it out? And there's another thing: we had a lot of questions there, and the people that we have at receiver now, I think that we're going to have a much better receiving core uh, this year, and and I think that that will. It's one of those that I kind of feel like every year there's about this time of year, you have a, a position that is like your big question mark, your big worry. And then by the end of the year, it's, it's one of your strengths. I wouldn't be surprised if, if the receivers are one of those this year, especially oh, yeah. with the quarterbacks that are thrown to them, you know?
0: Yeah. That's, that's exactly what happened with the O-line in 2020. Like mm-hmm. they were, they were pretty bad in 2019 and like caught a lot of criticism and like, like, Hey, this may be the worst unit on the, on the whole team. Like if, if, if they can be average, we could have a good year. And they were great. They were, you know, uh, a finalist for the Joe Moore award. So, um, but yeah, like, like to, to answer the question in a short, in a short, you know, long story short, um, if someone <laughs> says, Hey, like, uh, I'm a naysayer, your team hasn't proven much on the field. Why should they be top 10? You know, I'd say like, that's, that's fair. Um, I'm putting a lot of stock into what I do know about the team. Like, we lost four D linemen. Uh, the D line could could be better than it was last year. I know it's crazy, but um, so f- just from from what I saw in the in the spring game from some guys we hadn't seen, like there, there's there's some guys there that are gonna you know keep that from being a like a, a steep drop off, if a drop off at all. For um, sure. I like the O line. I like I I like the defense. I love the secondary. Secondary. Oh, is I'm I'm
1: all about the defense. Filthy.
0: Yeah, what it comes down to is uh, can the quarterback execute whoever it is, and what's the receiver tight end situation look like? Because uh, that's another question in here. We may get to it here in a minute, but you know you could have th- three or four freshmen out there uh, mm-hmm. in terms of receivers and tight ends, which is worrisome. But you know if they're that if they're that talented and, and athletic, um, you know by the end of the year it, it could be it could, it could be a positive.
1: Well, and and if you look at the history of of some of the um position groups that we've had, we'll have a guy like Christian Kirk come in and set the world on fire. Well, if you <laughs> if you look at our paper, you know, us on paper, um we got like three or four of those. And so yeah. is it possible for them in this day and age in college football to come out their freshman year and really shine? Absolutely. We need it to happen because we say that every year and it never happens. And, and so I definitely would say, I'll go on record and say right now, if our receiving crew is the way it same a year from now as it is right now, I will definitely be hoping that we have some sort of change up there because, um, it's just been too stagnant and, and, but we'll see, I am hopeful on that because I do know what we've got out there and, I I think we might have had some things in the way that are no longer in the way, if that makes sense. Um, So, well, well, let's, let's move on um, because, you know, here we are 45 minutes in. Um, Do we want to, we've kind of grouped a lot of these questions into um, their various topics and and we've got several that that are um, surrounding NIL. Um, We've got, we've got several that are about, um, expectations for the team, uh, this coming year, which we kind of have touched on here, but, um,
0: hey, what uh, do you want to? I've, I've got one for NIL to start us off. Um, okay. It comes from, uh, our good friend Hayden Garland. Uh, Hayden hmm. asked, uh, why is saving such a huge bitch? <laughs> 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 you, got, you got any ideas?
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, I'm at a loss for words. Um, it, it's, uh, I don't know. I was very shocked at, at Saban's whole deal, and we talked about that in our, our episode yeah. there, but um, yeah. just how that whole saga has has gone on is is strange to me. Um, and it started as being one of those things, I hope like, oh, Saban, you know, he's not griping. He's, he's giving you a threat to all the college football. It started out that way, and that's yeah. what I thought it was, but after the stunt he pulled on that, it, it really has come off very whiny and and problematic and I I'm not really sure. It's it, it may just be that he's he's at the end of his rope and he may not be here much longer, you know, in, in the college football world. And NIL might be the the nail in his coffin to say, you know what, I'm the greatest of all time. I need to just move on, you know, and yeah. and we'll see if, if that happens. But um
0: yeah. and I know I think I think Grant asked for like an update on uh like of course like this story like it was exciting when it came out because it was you know something it was content in may which we don't ever get but yeah <laughs> at this point like people people keep trying to perpetuate it and like just keep dragging it up and dragging it up and like just let it die like it's over yeah. with <laughs> like let's just get back to football but there was people in the media this week that were like oh like a&m tried to uh get the sec to to, to punish saban and and this that and the other and you know like who who cares i mean like well like, we probably did i mean I'm sure we did you know if if you get in a
1: car wreck with somebody and it's your fault are they going to sue you probably you yeah. know is it because they're a terrible human being no they just you know that you did wrong you hit them so they're going to sue you because that's what they have to do so um i'm sure we did i'm i'm not even gonna rebuke that because i'm i'm sure it it in the back channels that's going on, but you're right. They're just trying to perpetuate that whole thing and just keep it going. And it's kind of tired at this point. I mean, we had fun with it for the short term. Yeah, let's move on. Um, yeah. but let's talk about NIL and let's talk about it, uh, outside of the lens of defending AM from Nick Saban or, right. uh, outside of the lens of here's how we're doing it. And, and, um, and so, one of the questions here is uh, well, there's there's several, but um, I, I like Hayden's other question, the follow up to to the uh, Saban question, which is how do we fix NIL and keep college ball from being a pay for play? I think we have to have some sort of standardized rule as it pertains to NIL. Um, yeah. it, all the states states, you know, having their um, ties to it and all of that has has really kind of made it to where. Um, do I like that we're in the in the driver's seat and that you know we're really benefiting from it? Yes, I would be lying if I told you I, I didn't. Um, does that mean it's good for college football in the long term? No. And, I mean it's no different than before there were scholarship limits. and it's no different than you know the the professional sports before they had, you know, limits on what they could pay their athletes. And so uh, I, I think that we do need to make it to where, it's standardized um and and it's just not yet you know
0: yeah like it's just it's so it's so new like like this just uh you know came into existence last summer it it hasn't even been a year yet that nil's even been a thing that was legal Mm -hmm. um and it's just it's so unregulated and different across the board and i typically I typically oppose regulation in, uh, in most markets, (laughs) but, um, you know, this is, you know, there needs to be, I think you're right. And I think, Mm -hmm. uh, Jimbo said it, I think Saban said it, like there needs to be some sort of just like standardized rules. Like, Hey, here's what the rules are. Um, here's what you can do. Here's what you can't do, you know, and, and everything is the same in every state because that's, that's where, that's where you get into it. Like in California, you know, high school kids can, can benefit off nil. And, Mm -hmm. and, and college colleges, Tennessee, uh, can, can set up deals for them and, and pay them and they can make money before they even get to college. Um, and it's just, you know, there's when Chris, Chris has a good question down here about
1: that, you know, will, does the NCAA have, have the, um, the balls or, or just, would they, would they go out and, the and put a rule out there like that? I, I don't know that they, I don't know that they would right now. I mean, they, they're, yeah. they're so because, well, cause here's what it really comes down to is the NCAA has their, their uh, pretty boys that they've always taken care of, you know? And, and so, okay, you can cheat because you're one of ours you can cheat just not as much, you know, like, like just keep it on the down low. And if you start to get on our nerves, we're going to come after you. And, and it's always been that way. Well, now if they come out with a rule and they just make it across the board, here's what's going to happen. Does that hurt their, their people, you know? And, and so the people in their ear, half of them want them to do this and half of them want to do the other. And, and in my opinion, it's great. I love that. It's just, it's just, the NCAA is in shambles because of it because they don't know how to, how to handle it. And, um, but I think no matter where you stand across the board, um, like, like, um, Josh Pate said, said this for, for Jimbo and and Saban on the Jimbo Saban deal was that they're really saying the same thing. You know, they're both saying that there should be standardized deals and it's because Saban is feeling like he's threatened because, you know, everybody else is paying players legally now and he can't get away with paying them under the table. And, and he might try, but everybody's gonna be like, why would I do it under the table? If I could do it, you know, and, and over the table. Um, so like, he's got a problem with it, but even Jimbo who's benefiting from it, he's got a problem with it because he's like, man, I'm doing everything right. And y'all are still yelling at me. Like what, what am I supposed to do? You know, where, where am I supposed to go? And, um, and I, I think, for all of college football it'd be good but i mean we knew that this was pandora's box we're going to open pandora's box here with nil and the rich are going to get richer i mean that's just that's just the way that it goes in in um in the way that we have it set up because i mean you might be the best player ever and you go to a you know texas state university are, are you going to make as much money at Texas State University as you would at Notre Dame?
0: No, yeah. you won't.
1: I mean, you, you don't have the, the recognition. You're not on everybody's television screens. So, of course, there's going to be some of that. So, you know, well, how like, do you fix it? There, I don't think anybody yeah. knows how to fix it, ultimately.
0: Yeah. Well, in, in terms of the NCAA, uh, you know, I've got I've got two things I want to say about that. Mm-hmm. Um one is and it's a much larger topic for a different day, but um I don't know if if major college football is going to be tied to the NCA or the NCAA for much longer. Um yeah. there's long yeah. been, you know, murmurs that the big schools would just like split off and be like just give the NCAA the finger and be like we're tired of you ruling over us. We're going to go do our own thing. Mm-hmm. You guys can still manage like tennis and swimming and baseball, whatever else. Um, it, it's not, you know, it's not a certainty, but that's something that could happen. The other yeah. thing is I think the NCAA is scared to, to implement any rules because, uh, the Supreme court just like dunked on them last summer. And, uh, it, 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 happened around the time we started our show. So we didn't really have time to like cover that and really dig into it. But, um, there was a, Uh, A case that made to the Supreme Court against the NCAA that uh, they ruled in favor of uh, not the NCAA against them. It was 9-0. Like every Supreme Court justice who they can't agree on anything, they all agreed, hey, your business model is illegal. (laughs) Like you're trying to uh, cap what you uh, pay your employees and but you don't call them employees, they're students. Um, but you guys make billions and they don't, they make a scholarship. Um, so, so like the, like the wording of the case was different. Like they couldn't just like overhaul the entire, you know, thing, but they were like, I think the Supreme court pretty much said, if somebody brings a case to like, you know, smack this down and, and change the laws, like we're probably going to hear it and we're probably going to side with them. So, um, it's just, it's just different. And then, and, and then Brittany's got a good point. Like, like what if they uh, implement a a salary cap in FBS. Mm -hmm. Um, which is, you know, it's, so I think what the NCAA can't do is they can't say, Hey, everyone has to be paid the same. Like that's where it gets into, you know, antitrust, you know, territory or whatever else. Um, but if you put a cap on it, you know, that like, it either have to be a really high cap, uh, and like, Either way you do it, the small schools are going to get screwed. That's just that's just the way it is. But like, Mm -hmm. say if the cap was like thirty million dollars, you know, um, just pull that number randomly. Like I haven't heard that anywhere else before. No
1: know where (laughs) that came from.
0: (laughs) But so like for example, like Tennessee, you know, they're spending eight million on a quarterback, allegedly. Um, So now you know that's that's how they decided to allocate their resources. They're like, hey. We want the best quarterback. We don't want anybody else getting him. We're going to spend, you know, a lot of our resources on that player. Well, that you know, that sets off another chain of events to where you know, Alabama and a And are like, okay, we can't have that guy. We have to go buy another quarterback. And like Tennessee is like, okay, we got a quarterback, but we can't spend eight million on a you know defensive tackle. <laughs> you know, like yeah. we've got to learn how to allocate our resources properly. And I think to sum up my my thoughts on the whole matter is, uh, in economics, there's a thing called uh, equilibrium. And I think we just have to wait on the market to even itself out. Cause right now, you know, quarterbacks are getting eight mil receivers are getting three mil, you know, people are getting Lamborghinis and Aston Martins and whatever else down in Austin. Um, I think eventually the people that are fronting that money are going to realize, uh, my ROI sucks on this deal and the, the values are going to come way down in, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Um, And it's tough. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing, right. Is, is how do you do it? Do you do it? Salary caps? Do you, do you do it the other? And I I think you would look to the model of of professional sports and see they've been doing it for a lot longer. You know, let's see what works, what doesn't work and let's implement a new system. Um, you know, it's a, it's, um, I don't know. I, I think that I think that we do need some sort of rules, right? Um, I, I do think that there needs to be some sort of standardized. Here's the deal. I don't know what that is to be perfectly honest. Yeah. I lost you for a second. Are you still there?
0: Will? Yeah. Yeah. I'm here. I got Sorry you back. About cool. that. Um, You're good. Well, um,
1: yeah, I think, I think, uh, we need something standardized. What that is. I don't know. um, but i I have a feeling that everybody in their power is trying to figure it out right now because yeah. people are scrambling to keep up and people are you know taking it and run with, running with it and I think across the board they're like hey we need to figure something out like this is this is crazy you know yeah um I've, I look but- at am and some of these that have the collectives as being like we are only going to have this opportunity for 2 or 3 years. Let's capitalize on it while we have it. Yeah. You know. Um,
0: and, and that's the buzzword right uh, the collective. Um, mm-hmm. every school has a collective of of boosters and um, if if you're if you're new to that term, you know, in in the college football world, um, it's basically so like with NIL, name, image, and likeness, you know, if if I'm a successful, you know, A&M alum business owner, I can go pay a kid to you know be in a commercial for me or something like that well instead of doing all that work uh, there's collectives where donors can just pull their money together and then the people that run the collective decide who to pay (laughs) like and it it operates outside of the school because that would be illegal and that would be paper play and this isn't that uh technically um so yeah that's what's going on right now like every school's got one there's a race you know like uh, there's a guy in Miami who's like, you know, every Miami player is getting this much uh, to promote my health app, uh, which sounds like a like a Theranos replacement, <laughs> which is <laughs> it's, it's not what you want. But um, I, I do think uh, I, I do want to get to Kyle's question about, um, you know, in terms of A and M and NIL, like there's there's a lot of you know. And honestly, like I'm not even sure what to believe in terms of NIL. Like if uh if AM is just that good at it, if we're spending that much money, or if we're, you know, if you listen to the people that have actually, you know, come to AM or, or like who have been around AM, like Andy Staples, uh, and Billy Lucci, um, there's a terrific article on the athletic by Andy Staples, um, where he like he came to AM and like interviewed the people that run the collective at a and and uh you know we just announced these big renovations for like 220 million dollars to our facilities um and that was already like uh like that was in the works and mm-hmm. we didn't from from their wording the 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 number one recruiting class that we signed i think was in the low they, they, in, in their words the low single digit millions for the whole group so like so like 2 or $3 million for, you know, like combined for, for that class, you and know, it's split out amongst the, the, the different players. Um, that's lower than the $30 million that was rumored on the internet. But what's, what's weird is that they're like the, the boosters were more excited about donating money after we signed the class. It's like a chicken or the egg thing. Like we signed the class that energized the boosters to donate more money it wasn't like we donated a bunch of money and paid all the players and then got the best recruiting class. <laughs> like we, I'm sure there's some, there's some, you know, truth in the middle, somewhere in there. We just don't know what it is. Like I don't know what we paid our players or what we you know did in NIL to get this recruiting class, but whatever it is, it worked. I'm fairly certain that it's legal and you know, there's not going to be a, a hammer from the NCAA that comes down on us. Well, and, and
1: that's what, you know, to his question, how can AM and its collective keep up so that we remain a premier destination? Um, my honest opinion on, on the NIL and collectives is, um, the hammer's eventually going to come down on it. They're going to, they're going to come down and say, you can't do it this way. You can do it this way. I'm not saying that AM I I don't know the ins and outs of it, so I'm not going to speculate Same. one way or the other. Um, so I, I, that's not me defending a And think, like I said just a second ago, collectives won't be here forever. And it, and and if they will, they're not going to be in the way that they are right now. Um, right. They're eventually maybe maybe it's two more years, but they're eventually going to come in and say, y- you got to overhaul this and you got to do it this way now. This is the new way of doing it, and that's if you do it. The way you've been doing it now, it's a violation. Um, yeah, and then we'll have to pivot. And so, uh, going like like it reminds me of in Saban's question, they asked him like, it seems like Bama is setting itself up for a marathon, and all these other teams are setting them as, themselves up for a sprint. I think it is a sprint. Yeah, I think I think it's do it while you can you know, get as much as you possibly can out of it for now because it's not going to be here very long. Yeah. Let's, let's take the opportunity while it's in front of us. And then, you know, we're still staying within the legal guidelines right now, but they probably won't be legal in two or three years, you know? And And
0: it's, it's a, it's a sprint, but it's not a hundred meter dash. It's like, it's more like the 800 meter where mm -hmm. it's that, that gray area between like, you know, like, like hundred meter dash, sprint, or like mile, you know, like distance running, like you're you're sprinting for a long time. <laughs> like yeah. like you're gonna sprint, you're gonna go balls to the wall for as long as you can until you until you reach the finish line. Like whatever whatever that what like uh, what like whatever that means for your for your program.
1: Well, yeah. and like you said, it's a chicken or the egg thing. So we're we're sprinting right now while we can. You know, we got a headwind. We're gonna we're gonna sprint. We're gonna get the most out of it that we possibly can at the moment. Oh yeah. And what's that going to do? That's going to set us up to where, yeah, maybe it's two or three years from now that they change it. And now it becomes, you know, you have to do it this way or that way. And we have to do it differently. We can't raise as much money as we had in the past. We can't pay out as much money as we had in the past, whatever it might be. But if we win a national championship during that time, suddenly none of that matters. You know, suddenly now, it doesn't matter that we were sprinting because we sprinted to the national championship. And now then that's going to ca- carry us to where we're going to continue to, to be um, successful moving forward. And and when I say we, of course I'm talking about A&M, but I'm also talking about other programs doing it. Texas is doing it. You know, all these, all these other programs out there are, are really taking advantage of it while they can. And I think those yeah. that are doing it, that's their mindset is I'm going to sprint. I'm going to get there. If we win that national championship, then once this goes away well now we're not we're not recruiting on the premise of hey we got the best collective out there we're recruiting on the premise of we won a national championship last year you want to come play for us you know right. and and that that carries a lot of weight in and of itself so um yeah. that's my well, viewpoint like, on on the collectives at least
0: yeah and, and and like the last thing i'll say about that from the from the a m you know point of things like how do we you know continue to like, to, 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 remain a premier destination. Um, if you listen to, to Billy Lucci on Texas radio, um, you know, he's concerned that we're not doing enough in terms of NIL, which, you know, if you, if you say that to a, a person in the national media, they're going to look at you like you got three heads, like, like yeah. AM's killing in, in NIL, aren't they? Like, I don't know. Maybe we are, maybe we're not like, maybe, maybe we need to be more, more prepared. And like, like maybe, I think Tennessee's probably doing the best right now. Like they went from, you know, signing classes in the twenties to, you know, they got the, like one of the top quarterbacks that ran on it with several players in the top 100. And, you know, um, I, I know that the class that we just signed probably isn't able to be replicated, but so I think similar ones are like, you know, Georgia and Bama are consistent or consistently in the, in the 300 point range, you know, on, on the 24 uh, seven composite. So um, I think, that's where we need to be. I think it's it's where we will continue to be, you know, until, Mm -hmm. uh, as long as, as long as Jimbo's here, but, um, I do have a question for you, Chase. Okay. Are you ready for the NBA champs to be crowned? Join the finals with action with the DraftKings Sportsbook, (laughs) an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get this new customers can make any $5 NBA bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. If you're looking to turn another small bet into a big payday during the NBA Finals, you can do that with a DraftKings same-game parlay. This NBA season, a customer placed a $5 same-game parlay and won over $5,000. Can you believe that? I can't. (laughs) They bet $5, they won $5,000 using these NBA parlays. So... You can go to DraftKings Sportsbook, you can create your own parlay, you can combine multiple bets, you know, which team's going to win, who's going to make the most threes, uh, the total rebounds, all that stuff. Tie all that together, if you hit on all of them, you know, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals, and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I'm going to have to
1: think on that question and get back to you. Um, I don't think <laughs> I'll, I'll be able to answer that tonight. The question is, um, are you ready? <laughs> uh, the question is, uh, the answer is TPPN is what it is. Yeah, that's um, right. Well, um, let's, let's, Let's ask. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with Brittany here. That was a very good ad read. Um, <laughs> let's ask some of the more fun ones. What are your thoughts on on the new uh, tailgating renovations in in Aggie Park?
0: So I, I was hoping that you had more on this because I, I've looked into it and like I I understand the the concept. It's um, so like to shed some light on this. Uh, you know, over over the last decade we've typically tailgated in Spence Park, which is no longer. It's now Aggie, now Park.
1: Aggie Park. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, which I loved. Like we were always right there um, by the entrance to the stadium, um, top tier location. Uh, you know, we got to see the band uh, march in, all that kind of stuff. Team was, was coming by. We'd always wave to the opposing team's bus. Um, so I don't know. I know they have like, so uh, apparently there's double the Tailgating space that there used to be in Spence. Um, I guess they they cleared a bunch of stuff out, or like trees or whatnot. But apparently, there's a lot more room than there used to be in terms of tailgating, um, which is which is cool. Um, uh, I know there's there's a big there's a big lake in there now or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I was hoping there'd be a lazy river, but maybe maybe on the next renovation we can put a lazy river in there.
1: Yeah, um, I don't fully know know the details, uh, like you were saying. I don't really see how they could double the amount of tailgating space because there was a lot right. there. And what used to be just um, a dry Creek bed is now supposed to be a lake. Um, so how's that happen? I don't know. All, all I could maybe figure is, you know, they, they, uh, they bulldoze those houses and, uh, you know, the president house and, and, whatever the other house was. are Um, they bulldozed that. Yeah. I think they're gone. Aren't they? Oh man. I know one of them is gone, but I think think both of them are gone. Um, so maybe that's where they're drawing the extra space from. Um, Brittany said it down here and and that's what most people are saying. It's really just more like paid space. You know, you can pay for this spot. Um, but i i, I kind of like i don't recall them having that much paid space over there anyways um
0: yeah it, it was always a scrap like you had to get there at noon on friday yeah. and like scrap to get your your spot
1: and you could pay somebody to scrap it for you but that, you know that that was or
0: just, uh, or just have pledges yeah um i mean new members <laughs> i i don't know
1: i don't know i i mean i'm going to have to see i like that I guess at this stage in my life, I like that. I could potentially just pay for a spot and say, oh yeah, there's my spot. I don't have to try and get somebody to go and run out there, you know, real early. Um, no doubt. But I guess from the standpoint of, you know, from like student tailgating, I don't, I don't see how I, it seems like it would be problematic. Um, and, and not a good situation, but at the end of the day, the students aren't the one foot in the bill for all this stuff. So, Um, their money talks, that's what they're going to, they're going to go after. Um, I do hope that it's, it's a good setup. You know, I hope that, that whenever it is um, done, and I think it will be, I think they'll, I think it'll be more of like a grove, you know, where it's really, they've got it in good spaces. And I, I don't know if you've ever really spent any time over in the tailgating area around Bright. Um, but they really do that up well to where the tents yeah. are evenly spaced. You know, there's good walkway, there's good, you know, all of that. Um, but I, I hope that, I hope it's, it's affordable and I hope that it's, it's good. You know, I, I know that yeah. like my cousin was telling me his, their, their spot that they've had forever at Baylor went up like three times what it was last year. Sorry. Um, and, and so they're like, You know, it's it's just kind of, I mean, that's what you get whenever you get paid, paid spaces, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So.
0: Um, I liked, uh, I liked Emily's question about the uh, Omaha centric name uh, slash rally cry. Uh Um, For uh, those of you that are unfamiliar, when a, when a baseball team makes it to Omaha, their fans try to uh, work the name Omaha into their, Name or team name or mascot somehow like uh, Arkansas has the Omaha Hogs, which is just a layup, but it's, but it's good. It's, it's, it's a good, it's a good name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but there's not really a good one for, for a and Like uh, we were trying to come up with some <laughs> in, the, in the pre-show and we couldn't think of any um, Brittany, my, uh, my, my, my wife, uh, oh, wow. she actually had a really good one. um, um Oh, Muha. Which uh A&M has a, a a relief pitcher that goes by moo uh Joseph mu Menifee. um so at least for this year, I think o would be a good one,
1: yeah um I don't even remember my hey. suggestions whenever I was trying to come up with one i, I think one one well I remember um Oma Holloman drive oma Oma holloman drive. In. Um, yeah. That wasn't my that wasn't my good one though. I had another one that was. Oh, that was like decent.
0: O, o, like like Olsonaha. Uh-huh. Oh
1: yeah, it was Olsonaha. Uh-huh. It was one. Olsonaha, yeah. uh, Olson, um, um,
0: So there was. I a, don't know. There's not really. There's not really one. Um, <laughs> I, I, so Uncle like Huggies. right before, like, so right before this, I found a, a, a post on on TechSacks where someone was trying to get the term uh Haggies" going. Uh, which just doesn't work and he was getting uh uh roasted into into oblivion which is you know appropriate um but there was a a really funny graphic uh in that in that thread that has like some of the other teams that had made it and uh what they use and like I, I I'm gonna try to read these without laughing but it's gonna be tough. Um uh, uh, <laughs> uh the first one is Oklahoma-ha. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Um Notre Dame, uh, the, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> that one's good. The, the, the uh, golden Domaha. <laughs> <laughs> golden <Domahas. laughs> uh, that may be my favorite golden Domaha. Um, also like for rice, uh, Almaha rice owls. Um, there's also, uh, there, there's, there's, there's no Mahal for the, uh, for the, for the, for Florida state Seminoles. Um, there's there's a a million of them. There's a million different ones. Um, I think Omaha Hogs is uh is probably the best one just because it it rolls off the tongue. It it just it just it just works. But um, in terms of funniness, I like Oklahoma.
1: <laughs> Oklahoma. Yeah,
0: that one cracks me up.
1: Yeah, there's not really a good one for A and M. Um, but
0: I'll I'll cast my lot with Omaha. Yeah. Omaha. Omaha. Let's uh, see uh, you I, could
1: do uh how ball about favorite five maha. <laughs> ball five
0: maha. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. Um favorite dumb rivalry trophy. I was
1: just looking at that one. Um I mean, I don't know how dumb it is. I mean, it's a it's a very important rivalry. But um, honorable mention has to go to um, our uh, I don't even remember the name of the trophy. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> the trophy between yeah. us and, and uh, it's, uh, South Carolina. It's uh, it's the John Bonham. It's named after the John Bonham, the the drummer for Led Zeppelin.
1: John Bonhamaha. <laughs> <laughs> the john bonamaha trophy um, that's, good. that's that, good that uh that would be a good one um yeah that'd have to that'd have to get an honorable mention at least um yeah
0: i'm trying to find so like in in the big 10 like every team that plays each other has a, a trophy associated with it and there's one that's like a bucket or something i'm trying to find that one it's a rusty bucket, isn't it? The old oaken, yeah, the old oaken bucket. Here it is. This is Indiana and Purdue, in-state rivalry. This is actually a good yeah. one. Um, I like the. <laughs> this is from Wikipedia, not co- not to be confused with the War of the Oaken Bucket. That's something different. <laughs> uh, this is the old oaken bucket. Um, is. <laughs> As weird as these are, they are fun. Like, you know, it, it's cool that, that that whole conference has just like a million trophies. Like, there's like an axe in one of them. I think that's like, uh, not Purdue, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Minnesota. I think mm-hmm. uh, I like that one. Um, best name, hands down, is the Floyd of Rosedale. Um, uh, I uh, disagree with that. You don't like the Floyd of Rosedale? No,
1: I I think the butt bowl you? is better whenever Baylor and Texas Tech play because it's literally B U T T, the butt bowl. You can't beat that.
0: Yeah. Um, I think we lost Chris, but that that'd, that'd be a great one for him. <laughs> but, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the butt bowl. Um, there there's yeah. a there's the iron skillet uh, between TCU and SMU. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Um. But there's one that has a, a uh, there's one that has Abe Lincoln's hat. Which one is that one?
0: I don't know. I'll tell you what I don't like is the the LSU Arkansas one. It's just like the states. Oh, it's just like a, a like the together. states together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so
1: here dumb. it is. Here it is. The Land of Lincoln Trophy, Illinois versus Northwestern. It it literally is like Abraham Lincoln's hat.
0: Like a stove. The land hat. of Lincoln trophy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it it's uh it's goofy. <laughs> Illinois
0: um, versus Northwestern, a game that no one ever watches.
1: Yeah. Uh oh, here's one that I've never heard of before. Iowa versus Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, that's the one you were just talking about, Floyd of Rosedale. Yeah,
0: the the Floyd of Rosedale. It's it's a cool name, but it's just a pig. Yeah, it's, a it's prize a, it's hog. Like a bronze pig. Hmm. I'll be. I don't I guess I guess he's named Floyd. The the biggest Floyd.
1: Beats the heck out of me. Um Yeah, there's some weird ones. I'm sitting here scrolling through some that are um quite odd. I think the best
0: one I think the best trophy is the is the axe. The axe the axe is cool. And plus they write all the I think they write all the years and scores on there whenever whenever they win. That's uh that's Minnesota and Wisconsin.
1: Well, here's one I was completely unaware about, but um did you know that Oregon and Oregon State, whenever they play, they play for a platypus trophy? Really? Yeah, it's literally
0: just a platypus. Is that because if you combine their mascots, you get a platypus? That's the ducks. actually
1: yeah, that's what it said the duck's <laughs> <and> the
0: beaver. <laughs> the duck's and the beaver.
1: That was actually going to be my joke as well and and sure <laughs> enough here it is. That's that's nice. where that came about. Interesting. Nice. Um,
0: We're so smart. Yep. Yeah. What else we got? Any other Q&As? Um I'm trying to find some of the funny ones. Um I know uh well, I guess there's a football one we could probably hit real quick. Um this is from from Britney as well, but biggest biggest blowout loss and uh and closest game this year for AM. I guess sorry, like not biggest blowout loss, like 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 who do we blow out and beat by the most points this year? Hmm. I've got a strong opinion on this one.
1: Go for yours first, because I, I want to kind of think on it
0: it's it's easily going to be UMass um, <laughs> yeah I, I know that we have you know like UMass is a, a D1 like a D1 FBS school, um, and Sam Houston is not who we also play, but UMass just sucks. I mean like they're they're bad at everything, just across the board. their offense is bad, their defense is bad. Uh, Sam Houston would probably beat them uh you know on a on a neutral site and maybe even at maybe even at UMass. Um but also I think Sam Houston's our first game like hey we're still ironing out the Kings. You know we play UMass in November. We've got everything rocking and rolling. Like we're gonna beat them by like seventy to zero. Yeah. Or or sixty nine to zero maybe.
1: Hopefully. Hmm. Uh I'll I'll do an SEC one I could see us blowing out South Carolina this year. Um Yeah. Yeah, and just really taking that Bonham trophy back to the Alamo. Ala Alamo Maha. Yeah, Alahamaho. <laughs> the Alamo Maha. Remember the yeah, Alamo Maha. Okay.
0: <laughs> that would work for both us and Texas. Um yeah. closest Didn't, loss. Hang on. Didn't uh and this may be what, what you were talking about, but didn't uh, isn't the the James Bonham Trophy about some guy that was at the Alamo?
1: Yeah, he he went to South Carolina, got kicked out of South Carolina, um, yeah. for for something. So then he went to Texas and fought in the Revolution, um, hmm. and so it's housed at the Alamo. It's not one that they actually like trade back and forth. It's just was oh. made made to signify that. Um, you know, Texas people—they're like, "Oh, the Alamo." Yeah. Um, I don't know who our closest loss would be because, um, you know, the layup would be Alabama. I don't know that we'll lose to Alabama necessarily, but um well, I think uh, they're going to be the layup. Layup. I think. I think I'll go instead. I'll, I'll kind of pivot and say our hardest game. Um, I'm going to go with Arkansas.
0: Okay, because that was a uh. A second question I had I think I think it was one of Jordan's the questions um and we talked about it before but like who's the the second toughest game on on the schedule and like obviously like like Bama is still Bama it's gonna be the hardest game for sure but once you get past that like there's a bunch of teams kind of you know all in that same tier yeah and honestly like and we'll talk about schedule in the future but a lot of the tougher teams and in place at home, like they play mm-hmm. LSU at home, they play Florida at home, uh, they play uh, Ole Miss at home, Arkansas's neutral site, um, Miami, Appalachian State, Miami's at home. Yeah, um, if I had to pick, I think I might go Mississippi State. Um, I think they're always a hard one. For they're one always reason hard. Or it's, another, it's, it's in Starkville. It'll probably be at 11 a.m. They're going to have those cowbells, you know, in, in full force. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and plus, like, I, I think they're going to have a pretty solid year. But yeah. um, I, I think either, man, if you're asking me today, I think either either Arkansas or Mississippi State, which, mm-hmm. you know, I'm pretty sure those three games, Arkansas, Mississippi State, and Bama are all are all in a row.
1: <laughs> they are. You're right about that. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that'll be that'll be a stretch there. Um, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um, well, uh, there was one more question that I saw that I wanted to say. Oh, from Chance. Chance says, if you had to become a fan of an Oklahoma college, which one would it be and why is it Oklahoma State? Um, well, the answer to why is it Oklahoma State is a very easy one, at least it is for me. Um, well, it's, A-G-R? yeah, well really I was, I was just going to say it's a land grant university. So, you know, it's based in agriculture. So there you go. That's my yeah. answer. Um, it's where their extension service is through. So Right. there you are. Um, no, but, uh, I think, I think, um, Oklahoma state's a, a good school. Um,
0: yeah, no, like, I, I know he's he's joking about why is at Oklahoma State, but um, yeah, I'm picking them. Like I'm not picking OU. I'm not picking, you know, Oklahoma Panhandle State University, um, or, or Tulsa. Uh, I'm picking. I'm picking Stillwater. I'm picking Oklahoma State. I'm picking the Pokes. Um, it seems I haven't been. Uh, uh, I, I know Brittany's been at least once, but it just seems like a really fun college town. Like mm-hmm. um, I don't want to go to college in Tulsa or or Norman or whatever town uh oklahoma panel state universities in <laughs> um I, well, I, I, in Stillwater. I, I would actually if
1: i was to actually answer it honestly um and not just go with what he said i would go with uh murray state college not to be cons- confused with murray state university um
0: that, that is confusing
1: Often confused by by people, but uh, Murray State, yeah, in Tishomingo, Oklahoma.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I might go. Great football team. I might go to Oral Roberts, there in Tulsa.
1: Oral Roberts, yeah. Um, Well, uh, Jordan, welcome. You got a question for us? Oh wait, have we read your question yet? No, we haven't. Let's read Jordan's question since he's on here with us.
0: like the twelve thirty a.m. commitment.
1: Like yeah who who's who's your pick at quarterback right now? If you had to say.
0: Okay, so there's a, a couple questions in here. So I'm just picking the starter.
1: Yeah, just if I you think? had to choose today, who do you think would okay. give us the best shot this season?
0: Okay, so let's hang on. Who do I think gives us the best shot, or who do I think starts? Who Who do you think gives us the best shot for this season? Um. It's really tough, and you can make a case for all three. Um, mm-hmm. I think if you went Wigman, I think you, you know, you get a couple of warm-up games early on, and then you get a you know pretty good opponent, in Miami. You play him at home to get him ramped up, but he is still a freshman. You know, freshmen are prone to turnovers and uh, misreads and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'd be between, you know, King and and Max Johnson. Uh, I I think King's gonna start. I think if, you know, if our if our goal was just to get ten wins and and nothing more, uh, I'd probably say Max. Uh, I think. I think he has the highest floor. I think the other two have higher ceilings. If 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 that yeah. makes sense. But yeah, it makes perfect um, sense. Because he's not he's not turnover prone. Um, he had a pretty good you know touchdown uh, uh, interception ratio last last year. At LSU behind a, a really bad line and a non-existent running game. Um, so he's he's a safe pick. Like he's he's going to make the right decisions. Uh, he's going to get you in the right play. Um, he's pretty accurate. But um, in terms of like that you know that next gear that that playmaker you know that that kind of college football star. Uh, I think either King or Wigman can give you that. And I, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping King steps up because it's, it's his third year. You know, he, he does have so much ability, um, you know, and not just his speed, but like his, like he's, he's a smart quarterback. Like he knows his offense. Um, you know, hopefully whoever the quarterback is, they should have some pretty good, some pretty good protection and guys blocking for him and, and a pretty good running game to lean on. So, yeah. um, yeah. That's kind of a long-winded answer, but I, th- I think I would go with Max if I wanted to get to ten wins at least.
1: I, I would agree with that. That's what like I was sure. going to say. Um, if if King doesn't win, do you think he transfers?
0: I think after the season, yeah. I, I don't that's think he what do what would do I, I don't think yeah. he
1: would do it at the beginning of the season. I think I think he saw last year what happened, what could happen. You know, yeah. and and he would be next guy up if that's the case. So, no matter right. what, I, I think no matter who wins the job, King would be number two, and and if it's not him, um, but I I have a feeling that we'll probably end up. I don't know. Actually, I can't say that because um, – It's just like you said, um, Max Johnson has the highest floor. You know, he can go out there and win us ten games right now. But the other two long term have a much higher ceiling. And um I wouldn't be surprised if we see it Max Johnson and Wigman second guy up to to get some reps and then Max moves on at the end of this year and, and we got Wigman and at that point King transfers. But um and I also wouldn't be surprised if King goes in there and, and he he uh really does something, but um you know, um, I think I think what everybody's wanting to say is Wigman is is the guy. That's what I was going to say. You know, that's, <laughs> that's what everybody what wants to say. say, but we're, we're like, you don't want to be laughed out of the room to say that. I mean, truly, like, who do I want to see starting Wigman?
0: Yep. Is it going to happen? And I don't I,
1: know. I don't. I don't think so. But in mind. in
0: every in every you know you know quarterback competition that we've ever had, I, I try to not pick sides. I'm just like, hey. I want the best player to start, you know, like whoever the coach feels is best. Let's ride with them. But this is the one time where I'm like, man, I really want Wigman to start. Like, yeah, like if he's going to take his lumps, let him take his lumps. Like he's going to be a superstar one day. Like mm-hmm. he's he's the Bryce Young, the Deshaun Watson. Like he's he's that damn good. And, you know, even if he's not right out of the gate, uh, just just give him the ball <laughs> just yeah. just just let him go out there and figure it out because he's going to be a lot better uh in game 12 than he will in game one for sure for sure well um we are an hour and a half into this
1: podcast and it is 12 45 almost at night um so yeah maybe it's about time we start putting a bow on it and maybe maybe we'll just come back and do it do a second q a again um, just to finish out some of these because we got a lot more of them here um and i know i know you could go all night and i could too um oh yeah but but it's been fun uh doing our our first live um broadcast of of the ineligibles podcast
0: yeah no it, it was fun uh uh seems like we, it seems like we, we, we reached, we achieved the goal we intended. We reached new listeners. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Chris had never listened to our show. Now, now he may, he may be a, uh, a loyal subscriber. Um, yeah. I saw he, may, he may commenting. listen to
1: our, our big 12 episode later down. The road, you know. <laughs> which uh. is,
0: which is coming later. But, um. but yeah, this was a lot of fun. Uh, and I think I'm pretty sure this, this live stream video will like stick around after we finish. I think it Hope just so. like stays on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, there's. Uh, for, I think first of all, thank you guys for sending in questions. Um, these are our favorite episodes, bar none, um, by far. Uh, you know, like we love the football questions. We really love the the goofy, silly questions, um, and talk about the about, about Golden Domaha and things like that. Um, and really, just t- like like listener engagement is 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 what really you know. Makes us you know keep coming back to this and and keep doing it, but um I, I did have one one I wanted to get to uh, because he was the first one to comment on my facebook uh, it's uh alante Brooks uh oh yeah one of my best friends um he uh hates alabama <laughs> he he hates them a lot, <laughs> and uh since we get to play them every year, he's always like, hey, is this year that Aiden beats them is this year that they knock them off you know in Tuscaloosa? And we did beat him last year, but we you know had some other stumbles that uh, kind of took away the the overall goal. Um, but his question is, uh, is it realistic to expect uh, Jimbo and A and m to knock off Alabama in Tuscaloosa this year? If not this year, when should it be expected?
1: I think it absolutely is. Um, and 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 when should it be expected? I expect it this year. You know, at this point, um, we we're playing on a level playing field with them. We need to be able to win at their house, just like they win at ours. And and that's, uh, I think we can do it. I, I think I think uh, with everything that happened with Saban, it pissed our team off a lot more than it did anything for theirs. And um, th- that game has been circled. There's no doubt about it. They can give you coach speak all day long and say, "Oh yeah, we're." You know, we're just focusing on our opponent, faceless opponent now. They're they're counting down the days until they're in Tuscaloosa um, to show them up. And, and uh, I guarantee they're going to be – after that, that's the one game that they have circled that as long as we win that, they're fine, you know. Um, so I, I think that – I think this is the year to expect it. Will it happen? You'll never be able to say it'll happen. You know, that's right. never going to be a guarantee no matter what. Um but at this point, there's nothing else. There's no other building that needs to be done for us to expect that. We have to expect that at this point, point. Um, right. and they're never going anywhere. They're always going to be there. So, you know, at some point, we have to get to the point that we expected uh, if we want to get to the point that we're playing for national championships. So, I think yeah. I think it, it's expected, and um, I hope that I hope that we do win. I, I hope it's a. I hope this is a year because I, I think uh, the tools are in place. Let's see how we end up, you yeah. know, using them.
0: I think, I think my answer. Well, I I, I don't want to be wishy washy because uh, I think it's realistic that we go and beat them this year in 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 their home stadium. Um, I don't know if I expect it. Like I expect it to be a competitive game. Like you know, the first uh, first three or four years under Jimbo, you know, or I guess the first three uh, were all, you know, kind of blowouts that got out of hand, you know, uh, in in the, in the second half. But, um, you know, I think there's, there's, there's holes in Bama's roster, um, which sounds weird to say because they recruit so well, but I think they've, they've missed on some, some evals or like guys have gotten hurt. um, And they're just, they're just a little off, you know, like they're, they're just a little bit different than they used to be. So, you know for this year you know I, I can't say that i expect to beat them i expect us to have a you know close competitive football game and it is realistic that we could beat them now next year and every year thereafter uh yeah i expect it um, mm-hmm. i think uh you know pending uh pending quarterback and receiver play uh, that we will see on the field this fall uh, i expect this 2023 AM uh football team to, to be uh pretty damn dominant and Stupid. um yeah i i i absolutely hate having to say that and be that guy like oh like this year will be good but next year man watch out but right and it and it could be this year like there's like it's like you don't want to depend on a lot of freshmen but i don't know if we're depending on them i think they're just that good they're just pushing yeah. their way into the lineup and you know there's uh, much more for us to talk about over the summer and, you know, in, in terms of that, but, um, man, things, things have changed in Aggieland when you're, you know, uh, debating whether we should expect to go in and beat Alabama in, in, in Tuscaloosa Definitely. while, while, while Nick Saban is, is still employed. So, um, there's, there, there's, there's some exciting times ahead for sure. No doubt. Oh man. Well, um hour and 38 minutes in. Um, I'd have to say this was a, uh, this was a great success. Um, yeah. Uh, once again, um, thank you all for listening. Um, if you're watching us on video on Facebook, YouTube, wherever else, um, just huge, huge shout out to y'all. Huge shout out to chase for this, uh, immaculate overlay for our, (laughs) for our video. Um, it, it, it looks professional. I think it'll give us some, uh, some instant, you know, credibility, like we're not just some, you know, uh, some Mickey Mouse outfit. That's just, you know, trying to record with, uh, uh, our, our, our $30 our,
1: Amazon our, mics.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, things, things are a little bit different around here, around here these days. So, um, uh, we're, we're, we're just, we're, we're, so excited to, to get into the summer and, and into the season, uh, and talk to you guys about, about the support that we love so much.
1: Yep. Thank you guys for tuning in to the ineligibles podcast, Omaha. And, um, we, we hope Season two to see, you next time, um, uh, do it again. Bye. Old army, Old army does it twice.
0: That's right. <laughs>